0: Hi, Um, welcome to this week's episode, to this week's podcast, to this week's chat. I've been trying to um, record this for a while, I just haven't had the right words, and when I tried to script it, it just felt wrong to script something that's an honest conversation. Um, I, I want to talk about panic. So, context. Um, we are actors or aspiring actors or people interested in acting, blah blah blah, and Most of that sounds uh, scenes or sounds glamorous and hopeful and sparkly and you know the the fairy tale of you hope you work you try and eventually you make it. It's not a fairy tale. It's a fact. It's happened to a lot of people. It happens to a lot of people. But we don't talk about the insidious thing that sits in the corner of every actor's life whether they're successful or not and every person's life whether they're successful or not Fear. Fear that it's all just a dream. It's all just a fantasy. It'll never actually happen. It'll never actually work. I've had an interesting uh, time of it lately. Two things happened that were wonderful and brilliant, and ultimately devastating. And it's only in this last week of days that I sort of reached an internal peace with it and resolution. What happened? Um, twice I've had meetings, not auditions. So an audition is when they're seeing as many people as possible to see who might be the right fit. A meeting is when they've decided you are the right fit. And it's sort of, um, you've gone through all the stages. You're now past the guardian at the gate. You've met the dragons. (laughs) You've met all the other people. And now they put you together and put you in front of the king. And they're like, this person, this is the one. And no, that doesn't happen for stage, it's for TV. I was meeting with networks. And for a girl who, when she was five, was dreaming of being inside the TV, I didn't understand the concept thingy, but I was dreaming of being one of those people inside the TV. This is a dream come true. And this is it, right? This is the moment I've been waiting for, I've been hoping for and working towards. And it's happening for a few of my friends. So I'm, by the degrees of separation, I am one step away from my dream coming true. And no, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect. It's going to be hard work, but I'm ready for the work, and. God, am I ready. God, am I ready for this screen. So, first thing, the role is perfect. I can play her with my eyes closed. I love this woman, and I'm happy and honored to be asked to play her. And the king says, nah, she's too far away. We're going to see someone else. And everyone's like, but no, 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 you have to meet her. And he says, no, not even interested. See someone else who's nearby. And literally the day I'm supposed to meet him, he cancels the meeting, has never met me, doesn't know my name, doesn't even know I exist. Or maybe he knows my name at this point, but it doesn't matter to him. He wants to see someone nearby he wants to get this thing done now because they're losing money every day it's his job to look after the money they their job to look after the quality of the product I say that to say this it wasn't personal he didn't reject me personally but it felt like a rejection of me it felt like he was saying I wasn't good enough that I wasn't worthy and It was devastating. And it was a blow I never saw coming. I never thought that I would be rejected offhand without even getting the opportunity to say hi. Especially not when I'm so perfect for the role, when I'm meant to be playing this person, when this is meant to be. It took, it took me out. It was like a level of desperation and desperate hope came, stuck into me. And it was a long time before I was able to let it go. And if I'm honest, a part of me still is holding on to the hope that, you know, he'll be back. They'll be back. in that situation it felt like I was being punished for not making the right choices, the right decisions, that my gift wasn't special enough, that my skill level wasn't qualified, because surely it would work out if, you know? I'm going to take that and I'm going to park that one and then we'll pick up the next one. So, weeks later, the pain of that is now like a throbbing echo. It's not a gaping wound in my soul, which it was, a gaping wound. I'm going to jump in here and say, unless they're sociopaths, the people who are in charge of making these decisions, when they find out just how devastating it is for you, they, it just... They go from one one project to the another to to the other they fixing things they just keep going they don't see really well they don't know you you're not in their life so they don't know how it affects you when they do find out it hurts them too. I know that I know it because I got to work with the director I auditioned for and during the it was a brilliant audition and during the audition I knew I got the job and then he didn't give it to me. And then <laughs> almost a year later he asked me to work for him. He didn't even audition me. He said, Come in and take this role and I went, Oh so I went to work with him and then he and then I said to him, once we'd been working together for a while, I said to him, you know, I thought after our audition that you thought I was a terrible actor and that's why I didn't get the job. And he went... The blood drained from this man's face and he shook. He was like, no, no, that was... no. I. It's just the chemistry and the makeup of the cast was this way, so we had to go with someone else. But... It was no reflection on you, and I had no idea that you would be thinking that. They have no idea that you're thinking that. They have no idea because they are doing what's in front of them. They're not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to devastate you, and they're not trying to tell you that you're crap. Or that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. They're just doing what they're doing. And we, we have to do the thing that all actors do. Curl up and cry for a while. Be confused, especially when you know you got the job, like you know it. You know it. That's you knowing your worth. And then you And I guess this is also whether or not you are an actor, whatever it is you do, whoever you are, that knowledge of what your gift is, that understanding that it is your gift and then you're like, this is not a reflection on me, It's, it's not even a reflection on them, this isn't for me. I say that to set this up. So a few weeks later I send, I get a call that I have a meeting with this director who turns out to be amazing and it's a meeting this time again because they actually want me for the job. And I was like I don't want to believe anymore because God I really want this to work. And my heart has been set on this since I was five. Since I was five. Every time I get, I get a no, it hurts. Every time I get a yes, I'm like, are you sure? Thank you. And, I, <laughs> um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I ate something. Mm-hmm. I'm eating something and it's gone down the road. The combination of emotion and food is not necessarily a good one. So, where was I? So, yeah, now I'm I, I'm having a meeting. And I'm like, I, I do what I always do. I pray it. I pray over it. I leave it to God. I trust. I prepare. And on my way there on the day, I was just like, You know whether or not this works I mean the things we tell ourselves like whether or not this works I get there and I meet them and I'm like do you know what actually I want to work for this company from the receptionist to you know the directors everyone that's a production company I want to work with them in some project or other They're just quirky, kind, nice, odd artists. (laughs) I want to work with them, whatever happens. And that loosened me up for the audition when I met the director. Oh, come on. Oh. Oh, I want to follow his lead. Let's do this. And I went into the room and I played. And I left knowing I was going to work with this person and you was gonna work with this person. Inside, I hoped it was, you know, this job, because this network, working with them, would be life-changing. Again, I say that because it's changed the lives of many of my friends working with them. And, And again, that degree of separation, like this friend and that friend and that friend, surely, if it's anyone's turn, it can be mine. It can be mine. And then, They call my agent immediately after the audition, after the meeting. I'm calling it an audition. They're calling it a meeting. They call my agent and they say, please make sure she doesn't have any projects. We're signing the contracts next week, unofficially. like, we're still waiting for the decision. Everyone's on holiday, but you know, my agent calls me and says, girl, what did you do because I was like nothing I did what I always do you in okay and then I get an email not a call saying they have gone with someone else and I was like I didn't even know there was anyone else what am I Was it so bad that they went, you know, we're going to need to see someone else? No. I mean, I... I uh, said to my agent... I emailed my agent, and I just said, Oh. Because that's all I had in me. I was just like, Oh. Oh. And then my agent emailed me back and said i'm going to email them and find out what's going on what happened and he sends me back an email directly from them and it was a paragraph and i read it and reread it and reread it and they were like there's absolutely nothing wrong with her. She was perfect. We just had to go with someone older. The network loves her. The producers love her. The director loves her. Casting loves her. I read it. And I reread it. And I read it. And I was confused. It's like, if everyone loves me, why? Why can I make it work? It took me a while. Like I said, it was like last week when I finally got to a place of like peace and understanding and acceptance and actually being able to pray a prayer of thanksgiving for the people that got the jobs. Before that, I was just like, God, no. I refuse. This is not what you said. You promised me something different. You promised. And last week, from nowhere, it was like a wave came over me and I was... (laughs) I was actually happy for the people that got the jobs. This is life-changing for both of them. It's absolutely life-changing. And I know that because it would have been life-changing for me. And I realized that inside, I'd sort of shrunk a bit inside, like, you know, when you flinch away from a blow, and it's like, mmm. started not believing in my life changing. But last week, I was at the Fringe, the Edinburgh Fringe, and I watched people create work for themselves, like write it, script it, direct it, everything, put it on, pay for things out of their own pocket, and it reminded me of how resilient your gift is your hope is. It is hard to kill hope. It's very easy to wound it, but it's very hard to kill it. And the reason why it's hard to kill it is because you actually need hope in order to be able to get out of bed every day. You need a, a mustard seed size of it in order to be able to say, it, I'm going I'm to do today. So, whatever it is that I experienced last week, and I'll be able to articulate it much more clearly when I, when I do a reflection on Fringe itself, um, once everything is settled inside of me, and I understand it, because it takes a while, it released me from fear. It kept, well, I kept looking around going, God, I want to work. I want to work so much. I want to do stuff. I want to be in stuff. I want to make stuff. I want to be working with people. I want to, ha ah. And it sounds easy flowing out of my mouth, but it was more than that. It, was more, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy feeling. It was a ah feeling. <laughs> if you're listening to this rather than watching it on my YouTube channel, I just did a sort of grasping motion with my hands and it was a reaching for something. A reaching for something. A reach of reach. panic makes us shrink back into ourselves. it makes you not trust that it will work so you don't try it makes you go through the worst case scenario over and over again and give up eventually if you stay there but the gift whatever your gift is it's always reaching It's always trying to get to that thing you don't know what that thing is our understanding my understanding of what the thing is I'm gonna get that screen work I'm gonna get on that TV I'm gonna get it and you're gonna be watching me in movies in TV series because this is what I've wanted to do since I was five and it took me a long way to it's a long route to get to this point it doesn't matter if it's a long route it, no it does I do not want a long route to get to the next point I want a sh- I want a shortcut I don't want a long cut I want a shoot I want <laughs> there you know what I mean but I have already traveled this far I will keep traveling till I get to the thing and I know whatever that thing is it involves this thing that I've wanted since I was five <sighs> panic tries to tell me panic and the f-word try to tell me that this is ridiculous but hope is constantly reaching and babe Such a delicious ache, isn't it, to have hope? Such a delicious ache. So this week, I wanted to encourage you to hope. It's as small as a mustard seed, and I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed, but it's kind of like this tiny. I don't know if you can see it. You can't even see it. It's like it's like a speck of dust so small and that's all you need. That is all you need in order for you to wake up, get out of bed and keep going. Keep going. I am thankful that I can tell you from experience about two very painful events that hopefully mean that should you meet a painful event, they kind of go, well, Mokhari lived through disappointment and devastation. Which, I'm going to say this for somebody else, it might not be disappointing, or dis- it might not be a big deal for someone else, but what's a big deal for you it doesn't need to be a big deal for someone else. It's a big deal for you, it hurts you, it matters to you. It's not easy to be an actor. It takes courage to believe in yourself. And that's with anything. It takes courage to believe in yourself. Take that mustard seed. Plant it. Water it. Nurture it. Give it enough light. Watch it grow. Before you know it, it will be the largest tree in the garden. And all sorts of creatures will make their own there. Squirrels, birds, and you can lie under it for shade. Hope never disappoints. Hope never abandons you. And hope hurts. But it sure does feed you. Um, I think that's it. I think we're done. (laughs) God bless you. God keep you. God make his face to shine on you and be gracious towards you. God turn his countenance toward you and give you peace. I love you.